pray as we begin. Some humming is there. Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. Lord, thank you for speaking to us, encouraging us and reminding us that you're a God of grace. Thank you that we can trust you, we can look to you because you're a faithful God. And whenever we call unto your name, Lord God, Lord, you answer. And even through the testimony of Hardik, Lord, we know that, Lord, Lord, you are answering our prayers for this nation, Lord. And Lord, we'll continue to pray for this nation, Lord. Help us, Lord. And as we begin to hear from your word, help us to understand your heart and let us be more like Jesus. Let us be more, uh, uh, let our lives be more dependent on you, Lord God. Speak to us, be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. How are we this morning? I think, excellent. That's excellent answer. I think some... I don't know, I feel some humming. Is, is it okay? Uh, am I clear to everyone? Yeah, at the back? Okay. Um, okay, let me begin by asking two questions. Uh, one could be an easy one. The second one could be, could be a difficult one. That's okay. So, just help me out with the answer. Which are the two books in the Bible named after women? Ruth and Esther. Okay. That was easy one, I would say. Uh, which are the two books in the Bible where the word God is not mentioned? Esther, okay. Second one? Job is not the right answer. In, in the first service, I got the answer. Looks like first service people read the Bible more. Okay. Song of Songs. The Song of Songs, we don't have, the word God is not mentioned. Which is, which is common in both these answers? Which book is common? Esther. That is what I'm going to share this morning. The book of Esther. Uh, I'm going to do my second attempt uh, to preach the whole book in one sermon. Last time I failed in my first attempt. I tried to preach on the book of Numbers and I found there are too many numbers there. <laughs> so I couldn't cover all the numbers. So I had to divide it into two. But anyways, today uh, I did it in the first service, so I can do it now as well. We cannot divide us. <laughs> okay, how can we divide us? Okay. Uh, Book of Esther, if you have read it, it's a beautifully written uh, literature, I would say. A well-crafted uh, story. Uh, seems like a secular story because there is no God mentioned there, but it very well... Uh, serves as a scripture and that's that's why it's there in the bible and it showed the, sto- the story of esther uh, it's about one woman who, through the providence of god saves jews from the genocide and saves jews were about to be killed and book, uh, story of esther talks about this woman took faith step took a step of boldness and uh, because she was uh, together with uh, her cousin, Mordecai. Uh, you will see that uh, you, you, you're going to hear the whole story. And, uh, but the, the book is named after this lady, Esther. So she, she took that uh, step of boldness. And uh, this story portrays the sovereignty of God and also man's responsibility. So both, both the sides you will see in this story. story. There is a there's a responsibility of man where Esther took that step step of boldness, but also sovereignty of God, how God worked uh, in a sovereign way and saved Jews. So let's just uh, 
go to the story. Before that, let's just uh, see a, a little bit of background about the story. The story is, uh, is uh, placed uh, uh, roughly 500 years before Jesus came on this earth. And after uh, about 50 years after Ezra has led the Jews back to Jerusalem from their cap- captivity in Babylon. Uh, but, uh, uh, but many of the Jewish people were still living in the land of Persia. Uh, under the reign of King Xerxes or Ahasuerus, uh, whichever you want to use. Uh, in Hebrew, it is Ahasuerus. And so uh, ESV and KJV uses Ahasuerus and NIV uses Xerxes. Both is same. Xerxes is in Greek. Uh, so Xerxes' father was Darius and grandfather was Cyrus the Great. And uh, so there is a map there if you want to see the kingdom of Persia at that time. So uh, this... Uh, the. Uh, Xerxes ruled uh, from 486 BC to 465 BC and his kingdom was spread from India to Ethiopia. So from India, from the borders of India and Pakistan, you could say that, and till the uh, Ethiopia in Africa. So the vast, vast kingdom. And it says that it was divided into 127 provinces. And uh, so with many different races and uh, languages, etc., so that is where the story happens during the reign of Xerxes. I would use the word Xerxes. Uh, so there are four characters in the story, uh, four main characters. First of all, Xerxes, and then Esther, uh, the book is mentioned, and then Esther's cousin Mordecai, and Haman or Haman, the noble, the royal noble in the court of Xerxes. These are not their real pictures. I haven't taken it from their Facebook profile. <laughs> Just randomly, I thought that could closely resemble that they might look like. So these are the artists, the artistic uh, uh, people who have drawn these pictures. Okay. So, uh, so these are the four main characters and you will see them uh, around in different chapters. So let's just begin. I just straight away dive into the book. Chapter number one, it talks about King Six Months Banquet and Queen Vashti. So there was another queen before uh, Esther comes into picture. So the chapter one you see is King Xerxes was giving a banquet which lasted for six months. You must be thinking, I wish I was there. Like six months enjoying like free food and what not. Like, and so it was a, like everything was uh, like free and in the sense like, uh, like uh, I mean you could uh, eat anything etc. And uh, because king was giving the banquet... And, and on top of that, he gave seven more days. So it was like 187 days kind of feast. And, uh, and basically, they were, they were, he, he wanted to display the wealth and the, and the, uh, the way his kingdom was. And he wanted to show, uh, exhibit his power and wealth to his people. But also to uh, kind of uh, to strategize how they can conquer Greeks. Because the Greek, the Greek kingdom was not yet conquered. So because his father also was try, tried to do that, but they couldn't do it. So that's where there was also a military planning uh, during that time. And, uh, and after finishing this banquet, and chapter 1 talks about, he wanted, uh, after he was, they were all were drunk, the king wanted to parade his wife Vashti to come in front of the other, other kings and nobles uh, to show her beauty. She refuses, and so king f- uh, felt very angry, and uh, she, he asked uh, his people what should be done. They said, you have to, uh, she shouldn't be queen anymore because she never uh, uh, obeyed you, and it, she will set an example for other women, etc. So they said, uh, what you can do, you can, you can hold a beauty contest where you will find another queen. So king said, yeah, that's, that's nice, actually, I will have another queen. So that's what happens in chapter 1. And then chapter 2, you, go, you, you see 
Esther becomes queen. So who was Esther and Mordecai? Uh, Esther and Mordecai were Jews living in Susa, the capital of uh, the Persian kingdom at the time. And uh, they were living there. They were Jews. And uh, but, so when they heard about this contest, so Mordecai uh, was adopted Esther as uh, his daughter, although they were cousins. And uh, he wanted Esther to go for this contest. And Esther wins the contest and she becomes the queen. She becomes the queen of Xerxes. And uh, so that is where we see in chapter 2. And Mordecai, what happens with Mordecai further? Uh, I'm just uh, running through the story. Mordecai happens to overhear from two guards. They were plotting to kill the king. And he overhears and he sounds this to the queen uh, Esther because she was already in the palace. Esther tells the uh, Xerxes and Xerxes' life was saved. And his, this, this part, his name was written, got written in the chronicles of, uh, of that time. So we, then we move to chapter 3 where we see Haman's elevation and decree against Jews. So who was Haman? Haman was the, the second most powerful man in, in the kingdom of Xerxes, and he was very proud, and he wanted everyone to bow down to him. So he, in fact, issued a decree with the help of the king that everyone should bow down to Haman. But what happened? Mordecai never bowed down to Haman. And this actually... Uh, angered uh, Haman and he wanted to teach Mordecai a lesson when he found that Mordecai is a Jew he, he got angry uh, he got more angry because Mordecai because Haman was an Agagite and if you remember in the story of Samuel and Saul uh, the king Agag and uh, so they had an animosity between uh, the Jews and Agagites so that's why he wanted to kill all the Jews in the in whole 127 province. So he wanted a decree to be issued that on a certain day, and they casted lot, which means per in in uh, in Hebrew, they casted a lot, and it fell on the 13th day of the 12th month. That on that day, all the Jews in 127 pro- province from Africa to Asia they will be killed. So they set aside a date, and that decree was issued. That decree was issued against the Jews. Let's see what happens. And when Mordecai came to know about this, he was, he was very sad and he wanted to do something for his people because he was a Jew. He wanted to save his life and his people's life. So the only option, the only uh, thing he had, uh, uh, thing, uh, which was good for him, that Esther was there at, at King's palace. And Esther was one of the, one of the closest to king. And she was a queen uh, uh, to the king. And he thought that Esther can help in that because, in fact, king has to uh, give the final um, he has to uh, sign that thing, the, the decree. So if king can, king can change the decree, that can happen. But, uh, but then when Esther hears that, uh, Mordecai tells Esther that you have to go and plead to the king. Esther tells Mordecai that it, it is not possible because people have to be summoned to go in front of king. Otherwise, king can even uh, ask that person to, get, uh, to be killed because if I, if I don't obey the, the, order, the law. Uh, but then Mordecai challenges Esther. He tells Esther that, that if you're not doing it, someone else will come in and do the thing and they will save the Jews and your family will perish. But who knows, you have been called to times such as this. And that actually changes Esther's heart and she says, okay, I will do it. Please fast for me. I will also fast and I'll go in front of the king even if I'm not called. If I die, I die. And so that is what happens in chapter 4. And then we see Esther plans a banquet where she will call Haman and king both. And there she will share, and that's what she plans. And then 
uh, and Haman was very happy, in fact, to get an invitation to go to the banquet because he, he was a very proud man. He thought everyone bowed down to him, and uh, now Esther is also calling him and king, only two people, to a banquet, and she was, uh, he was very happy. But, he, but only one thing he was unhappy because he thought, when he thought of Mordecai, he said, only this Mordecai never bowed, bowed down to me. What should I do? And he shares that his heart with his family. Family says, it's, I mean, what you can do? You can just kill Mordecai. You can ask king to just issue a decree to be so that Mordecai to be hanged. So make a, make a gallows. So he makes a gallows 75 feet tall, which you can say roughly eight-story eight high gallows where, the, where Mordecai has to be hanged. So he makes that. Then we, then we, then we go to chapter 6. And we see there's a turning point which happens. So next morning, uh, Mordecai, uh, Haman is prepared to go to the king and tell uh, the king that please uh, issue a decree to, for Mordecai to be hanged. But then what happens in the night, the previous night, king couldn't sleep. And uh, king wanted, uh, so he couldn't sleep last uh, the previous night and he, he wanted the chronicles to be read to him. And, and in the Chronicles, he, he came to know that Mordecai once have saved king's life. Remember in chapter, chapter 2, he saved king's life. So that story got, uh, got written. So he heard about that. And he asked his people, have we really honored Mordecai, what he has done? So uh, they said, no, we haven't done anything for Mordecai. So then he said, okay, I will do something. So the next morning when we see that, uh, um, that next morning when Haman goes uh, to to, to the king to tell about Mordecai before Haman could say anything. Kings tell Haman that, you know, uh, what should we do with the person who has saved my life and who honors me? He said, you should honor him. And he t- tells him, this is the way you should honor him. So said, then king told Haman, go and do that for Mordecai. And Mordecai was, uh, Haman was surprised because he wanted to do something against Mordecai. Now kings wants to honor Mordecai. But then it was king's uh, order. So Haman has to do. He felt very wretched about it. But then uh, he couldn't do anything, and, the, and we see in chapter 7 now that uh, when he was called back to the banquet where Esther, uh, Esther is placed for both Haman and the king, uh, Esther reveals everything to the king, and she tells him that this is what is happening to the Jews, and because of this Haman, this decree has been issued, and king was very angry, and he, issued, and he, tells, and he tells his guard that hang Haman right now in the same gallows which were made for Mordecai. So Haman was killed. And so everything was changed uh, overnight. And we see in chapter 8, he, kings revokes the degree, decree and Jews were saved. And uh, king issued a fresh decree. And the Jews in the whole province, 127 province, they were saved. Not only saved in chapter 9 and 10, we see that they were victorious because they, uh, king issued a decree that whosoever is planning to attack Jews, they can retaliate back. And then Jews, in fact, killed around 75,000 people in the whole province, 127 province, because they wanted to save, save themselves. And, and that day, which was, which was, a lot, which was the, like uh, the 13th day of the 12th month, which was uh, uh, taken as from the Lord, that is Per, and they, it was celebrated as a Purim festival in, in, for, for, for Jews. So they made it as a festival because on that day they were saved. And uh, uh, till now they celebrate Purim and uh, they in fact read the book of Esther on that day. And we see in chapter 10, Mordecai was elevated as the second man. Like how Haman was the second rank, Mordecai became the second man after King Xerxes. So it's a wonderful story. Isn't it a great story? It's like you are watching a movie and there's a, there's a high tension point and there's a king, there's a villain also and there's a queen. And, and it's a wonderful story which has been written. 
And uh, as I said earlier, that this story doesn't mention the word God, but but do you think that that it is, there is no God in this story? There is God. There is even though there is no there is no not a mention of the word God, but very much the hand of God is there very much in this story. There are so many coincidences in the story. You, you cannot say that there is no God. It has to be God. There are no coincidences because God is, this is, this is how God has orchestrated uh, the things in this story. And we see the, the hand of providence in this story, uh, which is there in every tiny detail uh, in this story. God's hand of providence is there. And sometimes uh, it can happen in our life as well. Sometimes we don't see God. We don't see God in the way which, how we want wants to see. But there is God. There is God even in our situation. He's working from behind. Amen? So always remember that God is there working in our lives. But uh, what else we can learn from this uh, story, the story of Esther? I have three fundamental truths which we can reflect on this morning. Um, we can learn many things from this story, as I said, providence of God, sovereignty of God. But this morning, I just want to highlight uh, three uh, things. Uh, the number one thing which we learn from this story is God uses individuals. Every time in the Bible, we see God has used individuals. That is how he works in, on this earth. That is how he, he works for his kingdom. Not organizations, not a party, not a group, but individuals. He called Abraham as an individual. He called him, and Abraham had to trust God. He called Noah. We, we all know the story of Noah. He chose Moses to deliver Israel from Egypt. Amen? He chose Gideon. He chose David. And we also know that he chose Jesus. In fact, Jesus, fully God, has to become fully man so that God can deliver mankind through the work of Jesus. And not only these men, he, cho- he has chosen women as well. He, cho- he has chosen Sarah. He has chosen, uh, there's a mention of Rahab in the, in the Bible. He has chosen Ruth and Esther. We are looking at the story of Esther. And Esther, among many girls, many girls would have come to that beauty contest. But God chose Esther for his work. Like how God chose David among many of his brothers. God uses individuals who are there, who are willing to obey and take steps of faith. And God, God will wait. And God, if, God has, if God has put his hand on you, he will make sure that, that he will use you for his glory. Amen? And God's hand, God has chosen Moses. God has chosen Moses. And God, in fact, waited 40 years so that Moses could be prepared for his work. Uh, Lyndon preached from the book of Jonah. And God chose Jonah so that the city of Nineveh can be saved. As I said, God uses individuals. God are looking for human beings. Are we human beings? If we are, then God, is, God will use us. In fact, God can use animals also. Uh, we know from the scripture that. But uh, how pity it would be for us if God used animal instead of us. God is ready to use us. And, and it, is, it, is a, it is an honor for us if we become an instrument in the hand of God and be used for his glory. And, and Esther got that privilege. Esther got that privilege of playing the key role in the great rescue mission which world has witnessed at that point of time. The Jews, the Jews were about to be killed in 127 province from Asia to Africa. But Esther was instrumental in playing that key role. But the question this morning is, are you willing to be used by God? Are you willing to take that step of boldness? Are you willing to take that step of faith? 
and I'm sure uh, God has, has placed you and will place you like how in, in high places how he has placed Esther. And, I'm, and I can look many Esthers and Mordecais in this room where God will use you. Be ready, young people. Be ready that God will take you to places in front of kings and in front of high people who are at high places in front of prime ministers where you will be used and take it as a prophetic word for, for your life. God will use you if you are willing to be led by God. Amen. God has used Daniel. God has used Joseph's and uh, Joseph and God. God will use us as Esther's, Mordecai, Daniel's, and Joseph's. And uh, so that is one thing we have to understand. God always uses individuals. So don't don't belittle yourself. Don't think that I'm of, of I'm, I, I don't have any significance in the kingdom of God. No. We, God has called us for a special purpose and God has called us to be to make a difference where we are wherever you are even in your office even in your family situation wherever you are God will use you because God always uses individuals amen let's just move on to the next one God uses individuals in his time that is another important thing we have to understand God uses individuals when God thinks is the right time and we never know which is the right time, but we, all, we should be ready always. And as, as we've seen the story of Esther, Esther was, uh, first Esther was not willing to, be, uh, to take the, that, that step. You can say it was a risk for Esther because Esther said that if I cannot go in front of king just like that because one has to be summoned and, and, even, uh, and if you go and if, just, uh, if the king uh, just... Uh, um, gives the scepter in front of you and, and if that happens then only you are saved otherwise otherwise you are dead and but then Mordecai challenges Esther and Mordecai tells Esther if you remain completely silent as this at this time relief and deliverance will arise from Jews for Jews from another place but you and your father's house will perish yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for a time such as this who knows that God has called each one of us to a time as this. Don't, most of the time we think, I wish I was there, I wish I was born that time and this time, and I wish I could have done this. We can wish many things, but right now God has called us to be here at this point of time, in this place, at this moment where we are right now. And Esther was reminded by Mordecai, and, and that changed Mordecai's, that changed Esther's heart, and, and she was ready to take the step. What if God has called you to do something right now? And we know, we know situations around us. We know that, uh, that we are, we are, God has called us to pray for many things. And that is one of the things which, which God has called us to pray for situations around us, to, to, uh, to pray for your family, to pray for the things which is happening in our nation. And we, we have said many times, and I will say again, that, that wherever we call to pray for our nation, be there because we have been called to a time such as this. Our elections are coming I would encourage you to continue to pray for our elections because we have been called to pray for our nation. But not only praying, sometimes we are called to help someone at a particular point of time. We are called to intercede for someone. We are called to to share gospel with someone. So we have been called to time as this because we know that people are perishing uh, physically as well as spiritually. And and one of the important responsibility for us as a Christian is that we have we are called to be an ambassadors for his kingdom. We are called to share good news to others. So so always be ready to do that. And uh, because God has called us in in this time, and uh, and God and we have to we have to give an account of. Or how how we have done when for what for which God has called us and 
And, as, and we know that even the time which we have is not ours. It is by God. God has given us this time. And, and whatever God has given, we have to give an account to God. Amen? Uh, last Friday, we, uh, we saw that uh, wonderful video which, uh, which the pastor, what's his name? Francis Chan uh, was sh- shared about time. He said, we, we live, uh, like he, he had a big rope and he said, we, and our life on this earth is just a very little part of that rope and he made it red. And he said, we always think about this and we always think about what will happen if I do this and we always are concerned about this time, but we never think about eternity. I think we have to give an account how we lived our life here so that it, what difference it made in eternity. I think uh, most of the time we waste, most of, the, uh, most of uh, us, we waste our time here and God will ask us whether we prayed, when someone asks us to pray, whether we really prayed for them, whether we really cared for them, people who are around us. Uh, I mean, I just say for myself, I mean, many times I get WhatsApp messages, pray for this, I said, okay, I'll pray, and sometimes I forget. And I think I have to give an answer whether I really prayed or I, I just forwarded that prayer request to some other group. We are very quick to forward, but... Do we really sit and pray at that point of time? So all this we have to give an account to God. There is no better time than now to act according to what God wants us to do. There is no better time than now. Don't think that we will do it tomorrow. Don't be caught up in your past. Don't don't, uh, just uh, be uh, procrastinate for tomorrow, but do it immediately. And the verse 14 which I read had led to verse 16 where Esther tells Mordecai that, yes, okay, I am ready, I am ready to, to do it. And she says, now go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day, my maids, and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king, which is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. She was ready to take that step of faith. She says, if I perish, I perish. I will take that step. If God has called me to do this right now, I will do it. She didn't use the word God, but I'm just saying she wanted to do it for his people, for her people. Are we willing to act responsibly as Esther acted? Let's just move on to the next one. So two, we saw God use individuals. God uses individuals in his time. Thirdly, God rules the world. We have to understand, we have to keep in our mind always that God is the ruler of this world. Do you agree with me? Yes, God rules the world. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go. We remember the story of Daniel, um, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. He was the greatest king at that point of time. But, uh, but God showed him, showed him that you are not going to remain the greatest, actually. After you, there's going to come another one. And that's what happened after, after the Babylonian Empire came, this Persian Empire whom we are talking about. And after that came Greeks. They also went after that Romans came. When, when Jesus was there, they also went after that many other kingdoms came. But God rules the world because in that dream itself, God showed that a stone is going to be cut from heaven and it's going to come and smash the feet of the statue, everything will fall and that stone is going to become big stone, it will cover the whole world and his kingdom is, is going to be an everlasting kingdom God is going to rule everything Amen we might not see now, we might, we might be seeing it in a little way, but it is growing the, the stone is going to become as big, and, uh, big as this earth and will cover the earth, so it is a growing kingdom, his kingdom is growing and uh, sometimes I feel um, like God, 
if you if you have played chess and many of you might be knowing how we play chess sometimes i feel uh, that uh, life could be like god is this world could be like god is playing chess from both the sides have you done any time playing chess from both the ends you know what what has to happen but the 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 sides can feel oh, i am winning the other side can feel oh, i am winning right now but you know god is directing everything and satan could feel that satan this kingdoms could must have uh, felt at that point of time no i am the greatest but you know things gets overturned in the book of daniel we see overnight when the the writing was written on the wall uh, king 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 has to go so god god is the ruler of everything he everything is in his hand and the book of esther also shows that enemy couldn't do anything enemy enemy tried to do they, the enemy tried to kill the the whole jews at that point of time but they couldn't do because jesus had to come from that race amen god's plan has has to happen and when we look at the story of esther we also see that esther is reflection of jesus esther in fact prepared way for jesus because esther was instrumental in saving the race of jews that is one thing and esther is also shadow of jesus we see jesus in esther so when we look at esther's life we and when we look at jesus life there's a lot of similarity but i can say that jesus is better esther jesus is better and uh, esther showed courage esther was courageous and she took this step of boldness and uh, at one point of time she she felt that uh, it was she she uh, she cannot do it but then she took that faith step and jesus was courageous too in fact he died for the mankind he took that faith step he 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 took that step of obedience he he gave his life on the cross for each one of us jesus is better esther esther uh, whatever esther did esther did for his people for the jews at that point of time whatever jesus did he not only did for the jews but he actually did for the mankind jesus died for the whole world he gave his life for the whole world jesus better esther we see esther pleading to the king esther went and pleaded to the king to change the decree to fre- to make a fresh decree and we also know that jesus enter the 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 throne room of god and till right now he is interceding for us from that point of time he is interceding for each one of us he is pleading to the father god for each one of us amen jesus is better esther uh, we we have seen um, as i said earlier that jews celebrate still celebrate the festival of purim because what esther did we celebrate good friday and resurrection sunday what jesus did for us i think that holds importance for us because jesus died for the whole world we don't have to celebrate jewish festivals but we have to celebrate what jesus has done for us amen he died on good friday we celebrate good friday uh, just uh, to remember what he did and we celebrate the resurrection sunday we call easter also uh, uh, so that we could celebrate what jesus has done for us and he's still alive he's still interceding for us esther did at one point of time but jesus is doing constantly for each one of us so we have to come with that confidence we have to remain in that confidence just to um, remind you once again that god can use anyone for his glory god uh, god can use you me anyone and be ready for that and god will use god will use and when the time will come uh, and god has his timing and god knows the right time in which he's calling us always be ready to to play your part 
And always be ready to play your part knowing that God is in control and he is a divine architect who is, built, who is bringing everything together beautifully. And lastly, we also heard that the Lord is on the throne and he rules the world. God rules the world and he is on the throne. Jesus, the King of Kings, is on the throne and he rules the world. And in fact, he's interceding for each one of us. We have challenging times. We have challenging times in our life. We have challenges around us. We have challenges in our nation. We could become distressed. We can be very, uh, we can be very fearful about things. But the kingdom of God is growing. Amen? The kingdom of God is growing. God is in control. He's on the throne. And he's bringing everything in the right place and one final day when, when we look at the, what God has done, we'll be amazed because God is a wonderful architect and he will, he will make the pictures, he will make the things so beautiful that we will be amazed how wonderfully God has worked through our lives and making uh, this, this world a beautiful place. He's a divine architect. He has, and he has already started his work by sending Jesus on this earth. Amen? So let's just uh, pray this morning and ask God to speak to us and he has already spoken to us and I'll pray that this morning God might be challenging you in different areas whatever I have shared I just focus what God has spoken to us this morning Father we thank you once again um, by uh, just uh, reminding us this morning uh, through this wonderful story, story of Esther Lord God how wonderfully Lord God you have used Esther and, and through this one life Lord God we can see the whole race was saved, Lord. Lord, we know that, Lord, your purpose was accomplished because you have used Esther, Lord God. And we know that, Lord, you will use us for your glory, Lord God. Lord, I pray that for each one of us that we will be ready, Lord God. Lord, we will be ready to take the step of boldness, Lord God, whenever you will call us, Lord. And we know that, Lord, everything you are doing in our life is for good, Lord God, because as Roman 8.28 says that, uh, and we know in all things God works for good of those who love him and who, who are called according to his purpose, Lord God. Lord, we have been called according to your purpose, Lord God, and, and we know that, Lord, everything will work out good, Lord. Even though we might not see things working uh, right right now, but we'll know that everything will work good for us, Lord God, and you are, your plans for us are good, Lord God, and you, you are working on each and every detail, detail in our lives, Lord God. Lord, you are a God of detail, Lord. And there are no coincidences in your kingdom, Lord. We know that, Lord, you are working in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for challenging us this morning and, and in fact reminding us that we have Jesus, Lord. Jesus who is better, Esther, Lord. Lord, Jesus who, who, who actually is far, who has done far better, Lord God. And we, we are part of his kingdom, Lord. Lord, we can come to Jesus any time, Lord God, because Jesus is victorious, Lord. Lord, thank you for reminding us that we don't have to remain in a, in a situation of fearfulness and doubt and anxiety, but we, we can remain in a situation where we are victorious because you are victorious, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for Jesus Christ once again, Lord. Be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. May God bless you. May you have a great week.